it, it can allow us to waste time, and time is a valuable thing, and that's what 168 Hours is about. It's basically trying to promote um, or helping helping to promote the awareness of time and how you spend your time. So that's we're going to get into that a little bit more as I will explain again in more detail exactly what the show is about. Before moving into tonight's topic, I do want to put much focus on and reiterate, I've said this before, sow a thought, reap an action, sow an action, reap a habit, sow a habit, reap character, and our character creates our destiny, where we're going. That is very important as we move into tonight's topic, which much with much focus on habits, but also the other ones as well, character and destiny. So just kind of keep that in mind. Action, so a thought, you get your actions. Your actions lead to your habits and your habits to your character. And your character is basically who you are, what you do, how you express yourself, what you put your time in, where, what are you investing in, who are you investing in, what type of people you are investing in. And all that takes up time. And that will determine where you're going in your life. And and in most cases, who you will end up with in your life. I feel personally that we we need to often evaluate not only ourselves and where we are in life and where we're going. What what road do we seem to be on? If we're headed for California, are we on the right interstate? Are we on the right road? You know, we plan so much for trips. We we figure it out which way we're supposed to go. How long will it take us to get there? And other things, but rarely do I hear people assessing life to determine what's going on with me. Who are the people in my life? What things am I allowing to take up my time? What people am I allowing to take up my time? Because if you don't think about it, you don't know where you're going. If you leave your house with just, oh, I'm just going to get out and go for a ride, you don't know where you're going to end up. Not saying that you'll always end up in a bad place, but we need to start thinking about things um, more, things that really matter more. I think we're just being led through life by what life throws us. So that is what tonight's show is about. So continue to capture and monitor your thoughts on a consistent, consistent and daily basis. I my mind has almost become trained to do that, and it has taken a while. It has taken work. It has taken many tears, uh, praying, reading my word, going against what I really want to do. Uh, I found myself, and I shared this with a friend, but I found myself a few days ago, I had gotten just really, really hot, and my, my may sound so silly and so minute to some, but to me it was a big thing. I found myself saying, saying to myself, I am so sick of my hair. And before I could get past sick instantly, I heard a little voice say, really? There are people that have cancer that have lost their hair. There are people that would be glad to be hot because of their hair. And it's not that I was trying to do that or trying to go there, but what I'm saying is if you start to focus on you and who you are and what you really stand for and and if you and and are you putting in life? Are you putting in what you want to get out of life? 
or are you just going day to day hoping and wishing for the best without doing anything? So continue to monitor your thoughts. It is really life-changing. It does take work. It does take you applying yourself and reminding yourself of where you want to go. You want to step out of the negative into the positive. You want to step out of your past into your future. And in order to do that, something has to change and somebody has to change. The something for me was my thoughts, my attitude, who who I am, how did I see myself. What had to change? Me. After I realized that, then I had to work to make those changes. So it is important to know who you are as we talk about this topic Again, 168 hours as we go into this, it's important to know who you are, what your goals are, in order to determine what thoughts are for you and what thoughts are not, which ones to eliminate, which ones to throw out. So the question for tonight, one of the questions for tonight is, where do you see yourself? I want you to go into this show thinking about this. Where do you see yourself or where do you want to be five years from now? And I just picked five, so pick your number, but five years from now, maybe more feasible for people to do three or one year from now, whatever works for you, and that spiritually, financially, emotionally. And wherever that is, because number one, again, you have to determine where you want to be. Where is it that you would like to be, and what would you like to be doing? Now, wherever that is and whatever it is that you'd like to be doing, then what are you doing now that makes that visible to you or doable? And if it's nothing, if you're not, some people want to be a homeowner. I remember when I was ready, I was, okay, I'm, I'm ready to buy a house, that I had to assess my life. What can I afford? What things do I need to eliminate? What do I need to do now so that when I get it, and remind you, when I, I said, when I get it. And so I started to prepare financially. I started getting my, my finances together. I started buying things before I even got a house. I started going to yard sales even more. And so I, I saw what I wanted. I know I, I had a goal. But if I would have just sat around and continued to spend the way I wanted to spend, um, not look at my credit, If I wouldn't have prepared, not started buying things before so that I don't get in, and a lot of people do this, they get get in a house and and can't even, and I'm not saying things wrong with that, but I prepared. I I know people that have huge houses and have had them for years, and they're barely furnished, you know, but... That's, if that works for them, that's, that's, that's them. But if I'm going to buy a house and I want to be able to comfortably come in and I'd rather enjoy two rooms that, that I can go in and sit down on something and or lay down rather than ten rooms for the, for the people outside and then they don't want you in because they're not ready. So, you know, we got to feed our lives and feed who we are and what we want uh, and not live for others or live for the world and want them to see who we're really not or see what we really don't have. So as we move into tonight's topic, that's a very important question. Where do you see yourself or where would you like to be in the next five years? Again, if you need to kind of lessen those years, then do that. And that's spiritually, financially, emotionally. 
if it's spiritually, uh, what time, or if you want to grow spiritually, what what time are you putting in reading your word, praying? Financially, if if you want to grow financially, then have you assessed how you how you spend your money now? Have you worked out what can you eliminate um, in order to to better save and things like that emotionally? Goes back to what I just said: capturing your thoughts, determining who you are, why you are who you are, and and what areas in your life that you want to change, that you can personally make that change, that you can work at. So that's the question going into into that. Because remember, um, we have to know where we're going or where we want to go in order to make those significant significant changes. So I'm going to, before starting or in starting, I want to read to you the, uh, I posted a few things for this show. Actually, it was two, and I want to read both of them to you. And let me get back over here. As I mentioned, um, I could not print this out, so I apologize for that, but I'm going to get, because I want to read the show details exactly as I put it out there. Okay. Okay, the first posting, and this, again, goes out, and not all of you can read it, so I want to to get it out there. 168 hours, again, is tonight's topic, and it goes as this. Time is a precious commodity. Each of us is allotted 168 hours per week, no more and no less than anyone else. We are responsible for that time. We use it, save it spend it, waste it, and we lose it. But how well do we guard it? I often speak and hear from others this, I just don't know where the time went. Another one, I am so sorry I'm late. Or the time just got away from me. So are we careful careful stewards of the hours God has given us? Time is valuable, and it is time to readjust. Just as our thoughts lead to our destiny, how we guard and or utilize time expresses what you value most. Time is a terrible, terrible thing to waste. So how much time do you spend on your spiritual relationship or growth? How much time does the one, the only one that knows, and this is important, For me, how much time does the one, the only one that knows if you will make it through this day or awake tomorrow to receive additional hours? And I wanted to put focus on that because I'm going to start out with tonight's show with another question, and I'm going to get to that. But before, I want to read the second posting, and basically some of it is is redundant, so I kind of skip down, but what I ask people to do is starting yesterday is to monitor the time, their time, and how they spend it, spend that time, how that time was spent. And so, of course, I can't ask you all to do anything that, that I don't do. So I did the same thing yesterday, and as, and as much as I tried, I still found myself just kind of wasting some time away. And I want you to really think about this second uh, posting as I read. And I'm going to skip down because I don't want to be so redundant on it as I'm not going to keep you too long tonight. Um, Some of it you will hear again. Time is a precious commodity. Each of us 
are allotted 24 hours per day, which is 168 hours per week. Again, no more and no less than anyone else. So we're responsible for that time. Again, we use it, save it, spend it, waste it, and we lose it. With emphasis on we lose it. But how well do we guard it? Are we careful stewards of the hours God has given us? Time is valuable and it's time to readjust. Again, our thoughts lead to our destiny. So, Butterfly Evolution is encouraging each of you to account for your time. Where do you spend most of your time? With whom do you spend most of your time? What do you spend most of your time doing? As you work to determine this, think about the time that is already allocated. And basically that means just think about the time that you that you have no control over, basically, because most of us work at least eight hours per day. That This does not include the driving time, which is basically, I would say for everyone, at least an hour to and from, total hour. So remind you that we've already had at least, most of us, eight hours per day because of work, one hour driving to and from. This does not include the time we spend getting up and dressing for work and so forth, the time we prepare for work. So most of us, in addition, also at least try to get six hours of sleep per day. So if we calculate alone, and I remind you, 24 hours in a day, that's basically about 15 of those hours already gone per day, at least those of who those of us who work Monday through Friday. Now, some of us work more. So think about how much time right there that that we lose. And I won't necessarily say lose, but most of us if we'd really be honest, we're working a job that does not fulfill us. We don't feel for the most part there are many people who don't feel passionate about what they are doing eight hours a day, and that consumes most of our time. So we're not passionate about it, don't feel in most cases that it's our purpose. So we're spending most of our time doing something that we may not think we should be doing anyway. So imagine that. Um, So 168 hours is designed to assist you in better managing your time helping you to stop the procrastination and learn to better utilize the time God has given us like we value it. I put emphasis on earlier um, because I want to start out with, of course, and, and I don't know where it's to go here, but God, I, the creator is the only, only one who knows if, if I will get through tonight's show, if I will live through tonight's show. And and so forth, so forth with you too. Even tomorrow, Creator is the only one who knows if I will awake tomorrow. And I, and here lately, I've really been sharing this with the nine and one butterflies, with the girls. It, I mean, here on this earth, if there was a person walking around that we had that we knew had that much power in our lives, I wonder how would how we would respond, or treat, or act. Um, around that person. So I want to start out with the second question. I've already given you one, but the second question would be, 
how much time does God get out of your 24 hours a day and your 168 hours a week? Because if you find yourself not knowing the answers to a lot of these questions or feeling just kind of displaced in life, that might be the first thing you need to reassess or think about. And I thought, I really, before this show, I mean, I'm just amazed at how God directs me to the topic, the subject for the topics, because I thought I was doing okay with my time. But after after really sitting down and looking, now today was a good day. I made real, really good progress with time, but that's because of this show. That's because I got a chance to get a glimpse of how much time I'm really wasting. And it's not that I'm not working, but I'm not really being productive and managing that time really well. And so I was able to see that I'm putting too much this and this area and too much in this area or too much into this person and not enough into this person and so forth. And so, and even myself, you know, learning that I have to kind of make room to do more, uh, to do more, to for Tammy to do more. So I found out that I was just busy and doing great things, but I too need to regroup, reassess, um, organize, reorganize, and prioritize, and then maximize my time. So, again, um, I keep saying that I think these shows are, or people think these shows are for, for others, but many of the topics, they're right on time for my life. So I'm thankful for that. We, I want to bring up the point of procrastination. We cannot talk about wasting time or the importance of time without bringing in procrastination. And words that mean the same as procrastination are a few, just stalling, deferment. I, I picked two. So, again, stalling and deferment. Now, the antonym for procrastination is action. Simple. Action. So what action are you taking to make sure that you are utilizing your time so that it best fit where you want to be, whether it's tomorrow. You know, I can remember when when Brandon was growing up and life would be so much better when I took the time um, to get our things together for the week, like his clothes, my clothes. Life was just so much better. But I knew there were times where if I did not, then life was going to be really stressful. I was working. He'd have sports, football, best something was always going on. And, you know, at that time much smaller, of course, and I was still earning or, or occasionally doing so. But but I was that meant I was preparing. So, again, once we start to think about what we want, what, what will make my day better tomorrow, what goals do I need to set, what's on the agenda, and it some people seem to wake up and just go through life and, and do whatever. Even those people, I wonder, you know, how much better would, would their lives be if, if not that you just got to be a planner to the to the T to every minute because everything has to be in order and not um, in access. So it's just about making sure you know where you're headed. And in order to do that, you have to know where you want to end up. So that's what tonight's um, show, 
topic and show is about. So let's move on. I want to quickly let me check um, the phone lines. And remember, I do want to hear, for those of you particularly who took the time to assess or take inventory of your time, uh, I want to hear if you found out that you are really doing okay or if there's areas that you do need to to focus on, again, to, to maximize your time. So no longer after this show do we want to, to waste our time. Um, real quick, before I do that, I want to, I gave you two words on procrastination, two words that mean the same as procrastination, that was stalling and, de- and deferment. The word deferment stood out to me the most on this one. I'd like to, for you to think about the the additional words or additional meanings for those words because sometimes it helps you to really understand, and deferment was one for me. If you remember, if anybody has ever had to do this, I know I've had to do this, when you ask, when you've had to pay a bill and you ask for an, a deferment, it's basically saying that you want to delay the payment. And that made me think about time when we stall or we defer our time you know, this is time that we're going to have to account for. We can we can never really make up for the time lost, but somewhere along the way, if you're deferring time, if you're wasting time, you I personally feel that we will account for that wasted time in some way or another. Not many times will you hear me say regret. But I found I find myself or have found myself regretting some time that I know I've wasted in my life. Now, does that mean um, the right thing to do? Because again, butterfly evolution does not promote regret unless unless it's used to motivate you to transform or change something so that you don't repeat it. Or at least you find yourself, when you are headed that way, um, in the way of repeating it again, you understand where it ha- where it led you thus far, where, where it has gotten you thus far. So not very often will you hear me talk about regret because I feel like regret is uh, is really not a good thing for us. So, again, two questions. Um Thus far, for our late people that are coming in, where do you see yourself or want to be in the next five years, and how much time do you give or does the creator, God, receive? How much time do you spend in the Word, um, in prayer, and so forth? So our thoughts, again, we have to start. You have We have no idea, no idea how important it is to understand, capture, monitor, understand your thoughts so that you know which to keep and which to eliminate. So I am going to check the phone lines here really quick. Okay, we're okay there. And remember, for those of you who are listening, you can select the number one uh, if you're listening by phone, and that will uh, alert me here that you do have a comment or a question. For those of you who are listening online with us, you can submit, type your questions out right there as you listen, and I am going to periodically check those and uh, share them with our audience and answer your questions um, if, if there is a question that you need. 
or that you have. Um, the things we think about and the things that we do not think about, um, again, we have no idea how we can transform life if we really, really uh, work on those thoughts, acknowledging them, and enforcing change in our lives. You know, so often we get so caught up in um, in just how things are, where we come from, um, and we don't we we really don't work towards our goals. And I'm going to talk about that as as we come to an end to the show and a little bit uh, down the way. But it's one thing that I think is very important to bring up tonight, and I'm going to share that with you. But change is is a difficult process. Even in in monitoring your time, you will find that it's difficult because. If you are a person that watches a lot of TV and you know that that's not bringing value to your life and when you go or work to change that, you're going to miss your shows. You're going to miss your favorite TV shows. So whatever it is that you're doing, and it may not be bad things. You may need to just say, okay, I'm going to record record these shows and I'm going to set some time aside. But remember, the people that you're watching on TV, that you're paying to watch because we're paying for cable, they're on TV. They, they probably have a little bit of money. And not that it's all about money because if it was, they'd be happier people. But what value is it really bringing to your life? I found myself having my TV off just about the entire weekend and didn't miss it. So much so, I called today to cancel my cable. I've been saying I was going to do that for a while, and I just procrastinated and didn't get around to it. Actually, had marked it off and thought I had at one point, but had not. Well, needless to say, they they don't want to lose you because, I mean, I keep saying if we all would call one day and cancel the cable, it would go down. What could they really do? If everybody in the world got together and, and took the time, since we're talking about time, instead of watching those TV shows that they charge us so much for, say, cancel my cable, Y'all, you guys are too expensive, what do you think they would do? They'd have to do something. But needless to say, because I took the time to call in and say, it's just not, it doesn't benefit my life. I said, the little bit of time that I spend watching TV, most of the time I'm searching the channels trying to find something that I would like to watch. So why should I pay you all this money a month? Of course, they they started talking and started lowering it down to the point where Really, if I shut it down, I—I I, I mean, I wouldn't. They'd gotten it so low; it would be crazy not to just, just, just use them a little bit, I guess, because they've gotten enough of my money. But you, ha- I had to take the time to do that and assess if it was bringing value to my life. That also reminds me, as we talk about changes, it's difficult because if you hang up this phone or get off tonight and you decide, hey, I'm going to monitor my time a bit better, when when those growing pains come, and that's what this reminded me of as well, how kids grow, go through those growing pains. And I shared this story before when Brandon was little and going through that, so much so that we thought something was wrong, and the doctor says that he's just growing. And once he found out that he was hurting because he was growing, he wanted to endure the pain. He was excited that his knees were hurting because to him, he saw that I'm getting taller. But very, we don't often think of those um, 
those times when it, it, it feels difficult, the process of change, we don't think about, I have to go through this because I'm growing. I'm growing. Whereas him being a young man, he started growing taller meant a lot of things to him. We should also see those growing pains in our lives that are, that are brought about because we are embracing change. We are uh, working to transform. So remember that in anything you do that you work to change in your life because you've been so accustomed to, the time that you put in to make those changes, there's going to be some discomfort. So you have to remember that. Um, Let's see here. I'm going to go ahead and get into some ways that you are able to better manage your time. So as I go through these, and if you want to get a pen, and some of these you know, you, you know, you, we just don't do them. Again, because we are being led by the world. We're conformed to the busyness of the world, and the world is telling us what our future holds. It feeds our thoughts. That's why they do commercials. You know, it, it leaves something in your mind. I remember the quote uh, from Frederick Douglass that I read a few weeks ago on the show, how Frederick Douglass was saying that every time he realized that he had made progress, he didn't he didn't find contentment in that. It made him want to to have more, to do better, to do more. And he went on to say, or that 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 phrase goes on to say that if you want to make a slave content, then Make his his conditions a little better, and you take away his thoughts. And a content slave is a thoughtless slave. So it's like we get caught up in being slaves to our own selves. We don't set those standards high. We forget about what we wanted to do, our passions, our purposes. We have people that are 45, 56. I've known people at 60 that said they were going back to school. If it's something you wanted to do. If you have a passion, if you have a dream, what time are you putting into that? So here are some things that we can do to better manage our time. Number one, and I shared a little bit of, of, of this with you earlier, first and foremost, give God, the creator, time, not some of your time, not just your runaway time, meaning not just use him as a 911 call, but some real, genuine time. Because really, truly, you don't hear me say absolute to, to, to many things, but without a doubt, for me, that is the only way your life will change and consistently stay progressing. And even if you feel like you're at a point where you're not progressing, you know without a doubt that you're at a resting point. You're getting ready for something. But without that, your life is good today, bad tomorrow. Something's wrong today and wrong tomorrow. Many of you did not get to see the post. I put a posting out there. It's just been one thing after another in my house, one thing after another breaking down. I was so happy to see the posting myself because I don't think I realized how how God stepped in and just took care of those things without me having to pay for them. People just bless you, bless you, bless you. 
but the but the point was I did not panic in those situations. Did not panic in those situations. But that's because I have invested not all of my life, but here lately, this last year for sure, I have invested time in God. And God is available to all of us, but he makes himself available to those who are available. Get that. God is available to us all, but he makes himself available to those who are available. So you may be so busy till God may figure he or she doesn't have time for me, but I'm here. We can relate that to real life. So first and foremost, try, try God. Don't let it be just a 911 call. Number two, set goals, daily goals, short-term, long-term goals. It may be necessary to begin with very, very small daily goals because you don't want to get overwhelmed. It's kind of like the New Year's resolution. Think about it. That's all you hear the week before, the day of, the week of, after that. You may not hear any more about anybody's New Year resolution. Again, the world has told you to make them for New Year's, get all excited about them, prepare. But how many people say after the first week, maybe two, remember their New Year's resolution? So set goals and start with those small daily goals if you need to. There's a saying, do what others want today so you can have what others can't tomorrow. Hear that. Do what others won't do today so that you can have what others can't have tomorrow because they've invested their time out just going with the world, whatever today brings me. So when setting your goals for life, think about what you love, what makes your heart content. If you had nothing left, who and what would make the day bearable? Don't And don't base your life on fame and money, but again, those things that bring you eternal peace if you had nothing else. If you had nothing else. That reminds me of kids who are forced um, to study. I, re- I remember reading this story somewhere, but a young lady was forced, parents, you know, were just so set on, you know, you being her being an attorney when all she wanted to be, and I believe it was an attorney, I might have that wrong, was a school teacher. But because school teachers, you know, don't make a lot of money and, and da-da-da-da-da, but again, you know, her passion was helping kids learn and teaching. And who's to say she had to stop at teaching? But just miserable because she's in school taking up something that she has no interest in, wasting time. Things that to to spend eight hours, because remember we started the show out, how many hours do we spend at work? It's a it's a terrible thing to spend eight hours 
doing something that you don't want to do, that you spent four, five, six years going to school for and have a ton of debt paying for it. So you start to regret your job, your college life, your life, everything, because you're spending eight hours working there, not including the time you drive or prepare to get there. So set goals. Keep them visual. Um, Number three, and these are in no particular order, declutter your life. Get your life and your business in order. For those of you who know me and who have been listening, I think I must have been talking about my garage for the last umpteen years. I, I, I was sharing with someone today that it feels just so awesome to be able to, number one, park in your garage and see what's in your garage. I was telling her that I feel like even the bugs that I used to see out there, I think they're gone. I think they probably think, okay, well, there's nothing left here. So, And it feels awesome. Declutter your life. Receipts and paperwork, I've been doing that, going through that for the last, thing. feel like, all year. And I'm finally seeing it, seeing the benefits of it. It's gotten me to read um, into, uh, give you a prime example. Um, I read my homeowner's insurance policy, and from that um, made some calls, realized that, and, and this is probably happening to you all as well, you should check it out, but they had my home um, valued significantly higher than it is, which made my premium extremely high. And because I was asking, why does my mortgage keep going up? And so my mortgage company told me that my insurance company keeps going up on my insurance. And I'm thinking, why would you all be going up? And all I had to do was sit and read because they sent it out. But I just get it, put it, pay them, whatever. So that generated me being on the phone with them for about 45 minutes today to them asking them, why didn't you ask me these questions when I got my house? I could have told you exactly what I have here. Instead of you assessing me for the value of a house twice the value of my house. And so what did what did that mean? They're sending me a refund because of course I fussed to the end. You should have asked these questions before and not just charged me. So we have to take time to take care of business, which is what I meant earlier. I'm busy. I'm doing some good things, but I need to learn how to take care of my business and my things and get my life in order, the things that give me peace within my surroundings. So take time for you. But declutter your life, that was number three. Get your life, get your business in order. Keep a journal, number four, keep a a journal, a business journal, a personal journal, whatever you want to call it. For the men, they may not like journals, so calendar, planner, organizer, whatever you want to call it, but keep something. There's there's something now going around about vision boards, and I hope I'm saying that correctly, but this is a new thing where people get together and they create a vision board Um, of what their goals and what things that they want to accomplish and have and do. Um, You know, if that works for you, fine. The planner, the journal works just, and the calendars work 
you know, just as easy. I think the visual board, vision board makes it more um, visual to you because you put it somewhere um, that you're that you consistently see it and it reminds you of where you want to be. So whatever works for you, just do something. Just do something. Fail at trying to make your destiny come. Fail at it. At least try. That's what I mean. If you fail, hey, you won't regret trying. But in this journal, remember to always assign time to work on your goals, what you want. I'll give you a prime example. There's this young lady here who is a fabulous, extraordinary artist. I mean, her work is is beyond words. And I remember talking to her and just trying to give her some ideas as to how to get out. Because it's one thing to paint, but if no one is seeing them and if you're not selling them, um, then what, what what's driving you? What becomes your passion and your purpose behind it? Because this is your livelihood. This is what you need to make money. And so I was sharing with her, you know, since you have them all here and you're, you don't, they're, they're just here. Donate a piece to, you know, do a painting for hospitals, doctor's offices, daycares. Get your website going. Get your business cards going. Then when you take them, you know, leave cards there. But if someone comes in and they see it, they may want to buy something. But you'll be surprised of how many businesses will allow you to put your artwork, this kind of artwork, because it was amazing, up in their place. But we have to go. They're not going to come to us. We have to make the time to do what needs to be done to get what we want to get. Something has to change. Something has to change. Also reminds me, I have, um, and I won't give this out right now, but I have someone coming on the show, and it's going to create a very controversial topic Um and I asked him, I, I thought that it would be an issue because of Monday night and him being, he being a male and, you know, most males like football. And his, his reply to me, he said, I like football, but those guys, they have what they want. I'm trying to get out there. I'm trying to get this out. So I'm good for Monday. Now, I've had the opposite I've had people, you know, not want to do the show because it's on a Monday and it's football. I've had one, I don't know if you guys even were caught on to this, I've had one on that I knew or I felt like he was watching football as he was trying to do the show. Probably, to me, probably one of the worst shows. Um, but, again, this is someone who's saying, it's more important for me to get the word out about this than for me to sit here and watch, put this off because of football. To each is on. Number five. So number four was about the journal, keeping keeping up, um, you know, making a planner. So number five, take care of yourself. Get active, exercise, eat better, find a hobby, walk, whatever, do something. I found a quote. Because as I think about, you know, taking care of yourself, sometimes we're so beat down and tired because we're not exercising, we're not eating right. We always feel tired. Um, and basically, I think it's mental. 
It's mental. Get out in the sun. Walk. Get your blood flowing. I came across this quote. It's not the heart disease. So listen to this. This is the quote. It's not the heart disease, diabetes, diabetes, or obesity runs in your family. It's that it's that no one in your family runs. So that quote said, it's not that heart disease, diabetes, or obesity runs in your family. It is that no one in your family runs. So get out. Do something. Sit in the sun a little bit. Take a walk. You can walk for free. So take care of yourself. Number six kind of goes into taking care of yourself. Make time for for you and the people you love. Spend quality time with the people that you love. You can't make up for a lost time. You know, some people get so busy, um, climbing that ladder of success and they miss their kids' football games, basketball games. I know adults who still to this day talk about, and very often, my mom never seen me play. My dad never seen me play. I played all of my high school years. They didn't see one one, one, uh, game. So make time for the people that you love because that is truly time and years that you cannot you cannot get back. You cannot. Number seven, make sacrifices. As I mentioned about the football. I, I love I'm one I love football as well. But I can't tell you the last time I've watched a game. I cannot tell you. Because I'm preparing to be able to one day not watch the game, but go to the game where it does not affect my pocket or what I'm doing and not have to be two miles from the field. That's what we should be thinking about. If you love it, do it and do it the best. Like I say, fail at something. But some people will take that drive and go see a game, and they're so far away so the people look like toothpicks. You might as well watch it at home for free. Make those sacrifices now. And remember the quote. You do now what people refuse to do or don't want to do, so you can do what they cannot do later. There's another quote that says, Plan today as if you will live forever and live today as as if you will die tomorrow. A good friend shared that with me many, many years ago. Number eight, practice integrity and think about others. Kind of goes right back into you know, making time for the people that you love. Don't do to someone what you would not want done to you or your loved one. Again, because you cannot, there's some things you just cannot make up for. It's kind of like words. You know, we can speak those words and say things to people. Some things you say you can never take back. They say sometimes words are 
or worse than a hit because they pierce the heart and the soul. Wounds heal. So make time for people. Practice integrity. And for me, integrity is has always been the best definition is what you do and say when people cannot see or hear you. What you do in the dark. What you say when that friend's gone. Or when you hang up and get on the phone with the next one. Because you're feeding your mind, you're feeding thoughts in your mind that is creating your destiny. Number nine, and we're almost to the end, make sacrifices. That to me means, just like I said, football. I I can't tell you last time I watched football. Don't watch a whole lot of TV anymore. But I see the progress. I see things happening because now I'm taking time to do some stuff that will get me some places that I want to get. I don't know if I shared this with you all, but a few weeks ago, um, seeing this, this, they are having a Gandhi King Youth Conference, and I looked at that and I thought, wow, I would really like to speak to this. But the criteria, you had to write a 500 essay, word essay and then a 150 to 200 words, something else. And I'm thinking, how am I going to do this? How do I have time, all, you know, all this time to do this? But I made it happen, made it happen, submitted it before the deadline. I wanted to be one of the first ones. I remember that weekend I worked on it, put it together, dropped it off uh, to Miss Earlene. She's a retired school teacher. Look over it for me, and I heard today that I was selected. Had I looked at that and said, I don't have time to do this, and I did that, but I had to make time. And it paid off. But I guarantee you there were many people that looked at that and said, you know what, I don't have time to write all this. I don't have time to do all this. But they wanted to. And I guarantee you if they really went back to assess the time that they utilized within that time frame, there were some hours there that they wasted. That's the kind of sacrifices that we have to make. I can remember a time when I would spend, and not saying that I won't now, but I can remember a time, and I'm going to do this in a different way because I don't want to, I'm not going to, I'm not trying to say I'm at a place that I'm not because I may do this again one day if I so chose to, but I won't. I'm going to say this, I won't ever get back to a point where I do this every weekend, where I would go out and pay $10, $11 to, the, to get into the club every weekend and pay $8 at least for I set up. And for what? For what? You have some people that will do that every weekend even now and won't spend $20 on their child. Won't buy a book. Their child could be struggling in math, in English, or whatever. $20 would pay for a tutor for one hour. 
I remember a time where Brandon was struggling, just grasp, grasping some of his uh, math, and I literally paid a tutor $20 an hour. I had to cut back on some things in order to do that. I had to make sacrifices because I knew where he wanted to go and where I wanted him to go and where I was responsible for helping him get. In cleaning out the garage and all this stuff, I found numerous of books, so much so I mentioned to him, I said, I'm almost wanting to apologize to you because I must have was really, really hard on you. It's no wonder they call you Mr. Google. Some of his friends call him Google. They say that if you ask him, he just about knows anything. And I found book after book after book after book that I had invested in. I was able to remember that when he got ready to go to fifth grade, I would buy at the end of fourth grade, I would buy the books, everything a fifth grader needs to know. And he had to complete that that summer before fifth grade. He had to do homework. And so he reminded me, I used to get picked on. People, They would say, man, homework, you got, it's the summertime, we're out of school. And he said, he said, yeah, but I know my mom has me doing homework. Did I, did I really know what the effect that I was making at that time? Uh, no, I, I really didn't. But I made a sacrifice, and I put in the time. Not a perfect kid now, but he's a smart kid. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. So um, number 10, I have this um, kind of goes back into number 9. And before I do that, I'm going to check because we don't have many more. I think I have maybe four more, and we'll almost bring it to a close. But let me check. I don't want to miss anybody out. Okay, we're good on the phones. And remember, you guys, I see you out there. If you have a question or a comment, please do select the number one. And um, we have some. Yes, I can see your comments out there. So if you type them, question, comments, let me know, and I'll get it on the air. So we have a T out just saying, can you see my comments on here? And yes, I can. So feel free. Okay, I'm going to get back over here. And what I think I'm going to do is just take a quick few seconds break. And this is something, you guys, if you missed last week's, well, week before, we're going to, or I'm going to start um, advertising. And I will probably start that hopefully next month. We're working on getting the commercials together Um I won't be able to take too many people because I really just wanted to get these shows to about an hour. However, there there is still available. So if you know someone that wants and 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 the cost is is not you know a whole whole lot, but of course when you're doing commercials, that's what the time that's what you're doing it for is to generate additional income that will solely go towards the butterfly evolution and the nine on one butterflies and some other things that are going on that you will hear about soon. But we're going to be doing commercials, uh, promoting businesses and people and so forth. So if you have an interest in that and you want to connect with me about it, um, 
you can put your words together. I can help you do that. And I have someone that put it all together and get get they get it ready for the air. So uh, it's it's a nice tool because even even when I go off the air, people come back and listen to the archive shows. There are more people that listen to the archive shows than there are to the live shows because the the archive shows are on iTunes iTunes as well, free. You can download them from iTunes and it's free. You don't have to pay anything to listen to the show on iTunes. Um, and we have listeners from Georgia to Ohio, um, Virginia, I have Connecticut, um, gosh, just Texas, have listeners from Germany, have some, some from Germany. I had someone reach out to me today from Peru, and I'm really just trying to, to make sure I know, I, I don't know that person or, or that something, but they wanted to join Butterfly Evolution, and that's that's perfectly okay with me. Um, I'm excited about that. Um, so just keep that in mind. If you know someone, send them this way, and we will get the advertisement on there. So that being said, we're going to take just a quick break. I want you to, and I'm hoping this song is going to be the one that I want. I, I kind of think I got these twisted. If not, then I'll play the song at the very end. I won't play it as, as long. So just take a few seconds. It won't be long at all. And uh, we'll be right back. So get you some water, use the restroom, and come back in just a second. So we're going to go to a short break. It's like you're looking through a telescope. You see where you're going to be. Growing, getting better. You're not the person they see. Can't be mad at the things you've been through. Because they built your love so. Now you're stronger than you've ever been. They can't stop. Uh, how you doing? 
I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm, I didn't know I'm, if you I wanted to give your name, but feel free to give your name and any information that you want to or don't want to. My name is Michael Arnold, um, and um, I'm with BTG, Many Better Together. Um, it's a fight league, um, fight promotions or whatever. And I just wanted to say that I love everything that you're doing, um, and that's what it's about. It's about family. It's about friends. It's about everything. And I lost a, a child today. Um, I just found out about him today, and I just wanted to see his name. Um, it's about helping each other. It's about the, child, the children out there in the world that people forget about. And uh, his name was Michael Jones, and um, he passed away today. And I just found out today, and it was a child that I was helping. And I just want to say that um, it, it it takes a village to raise a child. And that mm-hmm. even though it may not be your child, that there's that child out there calling for help. Um, right. He, he killed himself. Oh, wow. Um, and um, it's it's real hard, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it, it's very hard for me right now, but uh, I just want to send well wishes to him. And I love that what you're doing, um, the butterfly effect, because I've noticed it's, it's about children. It's about building our future. It's about building our foundation. And that's what right. V2G is about. Even though that um, the V2G is a fight league, but it's about helping the unprivileged children, kids out there that doesn't get up to be heard. And um, he was one of those children that didn't get to be heard. And um, he comes from a broken home. Um, his mom wasn't there. His dad wasn't there. He was an adopted child, and he felt like no one heard him, no one cared about it. And the day I heard that he had passed away, actually I heard about it Saturday. Somebody had called me and said that they they needed to talk to me. Um, It was right before an event that I had, and I was busy, and I knew what it was. Uh, from the phone call, but I just didn't want to accept it. And today I went by the house and I was told that he had passed away. Mm. How old is this child? 20 20 years old. I've been knowing this guy since he was 15 years old. 13, Mm -hmm. really like 13 years old, but I've been talking to him since he was 15. And he was always telling me, nobody loves me, or whatever. I tell him, I love you, man, you know. And I was busy, you know what I'm saying? I, I had been busy and doing um, what I had been doing, which is called B2G, meaning better together. And I haven't had the time to take up with him like I normally do, you know. Mm-hmm. And when when it comes to children, a lot of times um, you can lose a cat kid very easily. You can lose them very fast, you know. And I was there for him, and I tried to help him and build him up on the days that he was weak. And I, after I knew I, I just didn't want to. I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to hear it. I, I was I was called Friday about the situation, and uh, they said I need to talk to you. That I have, I have information that I need. To, I need to talk to you, and I have information that you. It's very important, and it's an emergency. I felt it personally, but I just not wanted to accept it. It was sad. I'm sorry. It was Saturday, right? Like an hour before the event that I, that I was promoting and I had sponsored. And I was busy, and um, I knew, and they called me from a blocked phone number. They didn't even call me from a regular number. So when I called back, the number was blocked, so I was not able to call. So I went to his family's home and everything, and I walked up, and I, I, I didn't know what it was because, I, I mean, I've been down that road before, 
I knew instantly when I seen people, you know, and I seen people hanging out at the house. I knew instantly, and I walked, I got out the car, and I just looked at them, and I just said, you know, what's 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 up, what's going on, and and they told me that. And I just want people to know that please don't forget about the children. You know, we might be older, we may have lived our lives, but there there are people out there that are suffering. There's people out there that need people like us, a a generation that's lost, and they're Mm -hmm. out there. So don't, it takes a village to raise a child, so don't forget about them. And I dedicate this information to Michael Jones because that's basically what he was doing. He was trying to call out to people, and he was trying to say that I need help, and nobody gave him help. And I tried to do the best I could, you know, um, you can only do so much, you know, in life, but I did the best I could, you know. And I, that little one second that I blinked my eyes, that little one second that I turned around was the second that he passed away. And life mm-hmm. is short, you know. I'm glad Very you short. lost it up because um, as we talk about time and if you really think, if we begin to think about in our homes, in, in your homes, because there are a number of things that we as a people and as adults, example, we expect the church to do it, we expect the schools to do it, but we need to start within our homes making sure that we spend time with our children. There's a lot of suicides that take place. We had one here that people you won't hear about because they're not putting that out. Because at the end of the day, whether you guys have realized it or know it or not, this society does not want you healed. They want you to continue to be thoughtless, semi-content slaves to the point now that you're no longer in shackles, but to be mentally enslaved is worse than any shackle you could have on your feet, on your arms. It's to be to be mentally enslaved is to die. Another quote from Frederick Douglass, they enslaved my body, but they never, I never, he said, allowed them to have my mind which is why he was able to endure and come out, which is why he saw more into, hey, why don't they want me to learn how to read? Let me work all day in this field, and I'm going to sneak at night, and I'm going to read. And I'm going to get back up and I'm going to go work again. So invest your time. Go ahead. What hurts me the most is that I should I, I cared about it more than any than his than his own mom, his own family, you know, and, and I feel like that I'm a part of it. You know, um I, I, like I said, it takes a village to raise a child. You know, um when these kids are, are asking and begging, you know, this guy had so much ahead and he don't even realize at tw- he died at twenty years old. You know, that could be me. That could be you. How many times in our youth our youth, that we felt like no one gave a damn about us? You know, I mean, this this guy had so much going. And that for him to 
think that their life was like that and it's not worth living. You know, and 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 man, I, I I speak to the youth all the time and I tell them constantly, but it takes a village to raise a child, and that's what I love about Butterfly Effect. That but Butterfly Evolution. I'm sorry that you're speaking to a generation, and when we need that, but when are we going to hold ourselves accountable? You know what I'm saying? We are our brothers, people. You know what I'm saying? When when uh, when 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 Cain killed Abel and, and, and God asked Cain what happened to Abel, and he said that I don't know what happened. And God said, you are my brother's keeper. You know, and he asked God, well, am I my brother's keeper? He said, yes, I am. And we are our brother's keeper. That's why I came up with the concept of B2G meaning better together, because that's what it's about. And us as a people, we have to stop doing what we're doing. We have to stop not understanding that. That each one teach one that we all are we all are part we are part of this universe that it's not individual that the, just because the world tells you that you're individual just because the world tells you about materialistic things just because the world tells you that why should you care that that you need to take care of yourself why worry about everyone else we're losing in this and right. that's a child that we just lost and every time right. a child is lost it, it, it's no good for nobody that's a, that's a child that could have he could have he could have had the first Cure for cancer. He could have had the first cure for everything. He could have been anybody. They could have been Obama. They could have been. They could have been any one of these people that are that are helping our children and helping the growth of the universe. And he passed away. You know. But see, and, and I, I uh, want to make sure just 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 before uh, moving forward, I want to make sure that you realize too that sometimes we can give all the time. You as an individual can give all your time in the world to someone, but it goes back to what I say on this show. Kids, people, adults are looking for people in their lives to be accountable and stand up to their perspective role in that person's life. This was a 20-year-old man who needed, I guarantee you, I feel that he needed he needed to have that time from his mom, his dad, someone in his family to show interest and love for him. Because, see, it's one thing for for you to give me some time, but as you give me time, it reminds me of the time that I also need and and am missing from the yes, people I should be guaranteed that love from. But the family, again, it goes back to that enslavement mentality, that crab-in-a-barrel mentality. We are so self-seeking, so self-determined and satisfying till we are the ones who are paying five, $600 to wear the name of someone else on our shoulder. On We got our kids buying into it to where they can go into a store and steal a purse and get caught because you're trying to steal a purse with someone else's name on it because you can't afford to buy it and you don't need it anyway. So they see, as we talk about time, the kids that you have birthed, raised, the kids that see you wasting your time and not valuing life or or valuing who you are because, again, the minute your mind becomes enslaved, believe me, you pass it on. You are passing that plate to your children, 
And if you don't stop it and understand, if the first and greatest commandment is to love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, then the next is love your neighbor as you love yourself. We are without love for self. You cannot give what you don't have. You cannot give what you don't acknowledge you don't have. You'd rather put up a front and say, oh, I love me. Oh, I got me. But if you really evaluate your life, determine who you allow in your life, the negative people you spend time with and allow them to feed poison into your mind and your body that lead to your destiny, until you realize that, we will not, we will not as a people, I'm going to say. And even now as a people, it's become, it's becoming beyond the boundary because it's not just about, I'm going to say this, it's not just about blacks anymore. The same is happening to children of other races. Well, let me tell you this. I'm glad everybody you said this because the guy I'm talking about, he's a white guy. He's a white male. There you go. The last thing, when I talked to him, the last thing he said was that my mom don't care about me. My dad is gone. And and, and, and and it's so sad that the mom they was talking about wasn't even his mom. It was his adopted mom. So how how hard taking is it that you, you, your, mom, your mom gave you away and the person that adopted you don't care about you? But I told him, I, I love you, man. I, I love you, man. And that if anything that you need, I'm there for you, you know, and um, I'm glad that you said that because it's not just a black, it's not about black. It's not, and we have to realize that this this is a disease that we are allowing, even society as a whole, the people at the top, yes, they may still have it categorized where they may want you as as a black man to be more beat down and blah, and that's a whole other topic, matter of fact. We're getting in a little bit of what this topic where I mentioned about the young man that's going to come because this, when this young man comes on this show, and I shared a little bit about that with you on Saturday, but when he comes, it's going to be a very controversial show. It's going you to know raise some about it's, it's not about black to white. It's about children. It's not. It's not. No, everybody, so, I mean, like I said, this guy is a white male, had everything in front of him. You know, but right. he, he felt like nobody gave a damn about Because him. at the end of the day, it's about love. It is about people, parents holding up to their responsibility as a parent, um, making time, sacrificing, making sure that they are feeding their spirit positively, making sure that they are whole and complete. And if you're not, fake it till you make it. It's sad to say this. It's sad to say this. But I put him on my website. I put him on my Facebook page and everything. Because he it's sad to say he did it. I know him. He did it on purpose. He wanted people to know that there are people out there crying. You know, there's people out there that there's children out there that need help. I know him. And he he did it on purpose. He, He killed himself on purpose. And he did, and this is what it was all about for us to talk about it. His name is Michael Jones, man, and he's a beautiful child. And and, and, and he, he did it on purpose. Get a message out to to he and and he did it. I know he did. A message back to whomever he needed something from, and most of the time that's what it's, it's coming from, just unfulfilled, unmet needs and desires. So. 
But think of not great point, Mike. Um, as you think about time and assess your time for our listeners, particularly, I'm glad you brought that up, Mike, because it brings me here. If you are a parent, and if you if you realize that, as I shared at the beginning of the show, initially you start out for those of you who work eight hours a day. Um, the time you spend driving and the time you spend sleeping, you already have allocated at least 15 hours. If you are a mother, I can remember a time when I can't even see how, when Brandon was smaller, you you probably, because you can put him to bed, but as he got older, club or do every weekend and every night, how do you have time for that? Because now i got to watch you. i got to make sure that you, you're getting what you need to get. But you see parents who, who have teenagers that every weekend, now this after you done worked eight hours, came home, probably watched a good three, four hours of TV, don't know if your child is in the bed sleep. That's how, that's how you end up having kindergarten kids in kindergarten that can take guns to school because who doesn't check their kindergarten's book bag? Who doesn't have time to do that? I'm sorry, Brandon, but I checked yours all through high school, baby. Sleep, I'm checking. I'm sorry. So you mean to tell me you don't have time to check a kindergarten's book bag and know they have a gun in it? So our priorities are wrong. So my people, if you get your time in check, if you evaluate your time and your child is not on the list, you need to do better. You need to let the man go, let the club go, let the beauty shop go, let the toenail shop go, the fingernail shop go. You need to let all that go. And while we on that, if you got time to go get your hair done, your toes done, your nails done, and your child hair is toe up from the flow up, you need to evaluate your time. But I'm getting a little bit because this is the next show. This is going to be one coming down the road where we where we get out that. I'm probably going to lose some listeners on that on that show, but that's okay as long as I get you to thinking. So thank you, Mike, for calling in. I'm looking forward to getting uh, B2G on the commercial and back on the show. Um, I don't want to give out too much information, but there's just one phrase, and you know what that is, where one of your guys said that I think needs to be heard because a lot of people are there. A lot of people are at the last, at the end of their rope, as as, as we will talk about when we get you back on the show with him. But um, we that's why it's so important to evaluate your time and who is important in your life because your kids, Maybe looking at you wondering, well, you got all this time for Johnny. And, Daddy, you got all this time for Barbara. What about me? What about about me? Now you're setting this cycle up of feelings of inadequacy or unimportant, unloved. Children are our future. So, what about me? If you don't, I mean, what are you doing for them? You know, what are you doing to, to. what to say that the Jones say that you look good or you bought something new? I mean, the children are your future. What are you doing for? That's the question I ask. What I'm doing yeah. for? I started a business, and my business is for the struggle. My business is to help others. You know, what greater business to have is to not only 
do what you love to do, but help others while you're doing it. And the question right. is, is we have we got to that point, you know, we're not animals, you know. Have we got to that point that we forget about who we are, we forget about our own children, you know? And that's what he that's what he passed away for. It's sad. And that's why I'm, I'm gonna make sure. That's why I called you because I want everyone to know about him and he in his struggle. And that's and he passed away trying to tell people that it's not only me. I'm not the only one that needs help. It's a lot of kids out there. You know what I mean? Right. It's a whole lot of kids out there that's being lost to this um, superficial generation, and that we need to wake up. And I'm proud of you, and I'm glad that you got something going. And keep it up, and never stop. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't matter about what nobody tell you. Um, don't let nobody tell you what's not going to work or whatever it is. Just keep it up. Because like myself, people enjoy and they love what you're doing. So you keep going on. I love you. Boy. Thank you. And, uh, and thank you for the like call and bringing a different perspective to it. And I uh, love you, too, and we'll get you connected for the show. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Great comment and great way of redirecting it. I'm I'm glad that came up because I wasn't going to touch on the time that we make for um, our kids. I did speak about loved ones, and I I put that in there, but you guys, we are losing our kids um, at a high rate. I learned about a young girl, still haven't seen it on the news, and this was a few weeks ago, that committed suicide, sixth grade. Uh, She, too, she was not a black girl. She was a white girl. And that's why I mean that, that this is no longer a black and white issue. Some people say it never was. I mean, hey, say what you may. I, I, I beg to differ. However, I remember many, many years ago looking at people and saying to myself, you know, God, you have a way of making, in my eyesight, making everyone the same color because I remember looking at people and you no longer see really black and white, you see brown people because of the mixing of the race. And again, I'm not going to go off too far with this, but, you know, kids are my passion. Kids are, are very misunderstood people. You adults don't realize that kids are people too. And they have feelings and they have emotions and they hurt just like you. Probably even more because they have less control over what they can do about the pain that they feel and the fear that they feel. They don't have jobs. They don't have money. They don't have a house. And everything is, is based on their living and their being is based upon what you do and how you do it, how well you do what you do. So I'm going to just leave that there right there because I will I will turn this show into another topic and keep you all night when you talk about Kids and and the emotional um, roller coaster that we as adults send them on, and the example that we um, give them to live by. We're not doing so well. We are not doing well at all. So let's get this show back over to another part and. Uh, that kind of kills the spirit, but hey, hopefully someone will hear that um, and just know that that it's not the answer. It's not the answer, and hopefully, you know, this young man's life will not go in vain. That that someone will hear this, and and if you're a parent, do better. It's not about you. It's not about you. That's one thing that I don't have 
and I need to pray about that. I've told people this. I don't have a whole lot of patience for, I'm going to say parents, but as a mother, as a mother, I don't, Brandon changed my life. Changed my life. This is this is you. This 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 little person grows inside of you and stays inside of you for nine months. Eat what you eat. Here, I mean, your life. Think about that. Think about the God, the power in that, and the responsibility. If that doesn't change you, my God. I, and I, I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I need to pray about it. I don't understand it. So, okay, number 10. Um, and I might have touched on a little bit of this about the reading part, um, but reading has become life-changing for me. Um. Someone told me a long time ago that reading allows you to meet people and have discussions with people that you might otherwise never be able to talk with. And it also allows you to go places and get a visual of places that you may otherwise never, ever get to go. It allows you into the mind of people and it allows you to visualize places that are described in those books. Um, goes back to we'll spend $20 for the club, but if we have some self-esteem issues that we know we're dealing with, we won't go buy a book or go do anything to find out why. But we'll cover it up. We'll mask it with all the hair and the nails and the purse, and we're walking around just a whole bundle of pretty mess. Pretty expensive mess. No value, no substance. So reading has become one of my best friends. And what's so very, 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 again, interesting, and I said this at the, I guess, beginning of the show, show, is how I'm able to pick up a book. It's as if God, I don't say as if, it is that God knows exactly exactly what books I have, what's in them. This book that generated this topic, I've had this book since 1991, I believe. I picked it up on Saturday. And that's where this topic came from. And I I ended up on, on a page that was talking about time. And that, and there you go. There you go. And that has happened many times. So God God gets in your business. I posted a few days, maybe a week ago, I don't know, that if you be about God's business, he will get all in your business. We're letting people that can't do anything, and I said can't do anything for us, in our business, we're waste. I can remember I used to sit on the phone and waste my time. Lord, let me take these glasses off. I could. I remember a time I would sit on the phone and talk to this friend about my mess for hours. I listened to her talk about her mess, 
and we get out the phone and make no changes in our lives. We just stay in our mess. Then I get on the phone with somebody else and we talk about my mess and talk about her mess and made no changes. I don't like the phone anymore. If we're not talking about doing something, making some things happen, quick conversation, how you doing, let's get off. Let's do something. Let's call this child who who needs some love. Let me make time to spend some time with the little girl down the street or next door or whatever who, are, who just may need somebody to talk to today. So what are you doing with your time? And let me ask you this. What you do with your time, the Bible says in everything we do, we should do it so that we bring glory to God. And whatever you do, whether it's sweep the streets, you should sweep them like they are the heaven's streets, like you want them to shine for heaven and for God. So what are you doing with your time? What do you do after eight hours of work? What do you come home and do? Where is your child? How many words have you said to your child today? Do you know what kind of day your child had at school today? Or do you know what happened, what, what um, let me say this, do you know what happened on the reality show tonight? And they keep coming up with more things to consume your time. They keep coming up with mess, mess. And you waiting on the on the day on the preview. You waiting on opening night. Waiting patiently for another reality show. You're avoiding your ears. You're avoiding dealing with your stuff. Whether it's your goals, your passions, your fears, whatever it is. So read a book. Challenge yourself. Start somewhere. Um, as a matter of fact, Butterfly Evolution might work on getting a, a, a book club to where we start reading and we meet here online to discuss some some good books, some books that, that create, that open up some things within us because some of us, I think, need to take some time to open up some wounds, to take off those little Band-Aids on those big wounds so that you can move for, move forward. Take it off. Let's air hit it so it can heal. Deal with it. Take some time to invest in you instead of TV and the club. And I'm saying anything's wrong with it, but in moderation. But if you're going sick emotionally and you're coming back sick, then it ain't working for you. It's breaking you and it's killing you. That's it. Number 10. As we come to a close, evaluate your life. Take inventory in order to determine where you are headed. If you don't like where you are, or or better yet, if you don't like where you are and possibly feel like, hey, you know what? I expected to be at a different place in my life at this time in my life. If you can say that tonight, don't mean your life has to be awful, just burn out. It doesn't mean all that. It means you expect 
more, you want more, and you're willing to do something about it. If that's you, take inventory. These next few days, think about what you're doing. And ask yourself, have I been doing this all my life? Has this part is this part of my makeup now? And if so, what have I learned from it? What have I gained from it? How is it bringing value and substance to my life? What am I learning from it? What have I learned from it? Take inventory. Evaluate your life. Um, lastly, you know, all these things that I've given you, again, in no particular order with the exception of number one, and that God gets it first. The creator, the, the only one who knows is Tammy will be here for y'all next Monday. The only one who knows if Tammy will wake up in the morning. Only one. As you think about all these things, assess your progress as you put a plan of action. Because remember, the opposite of procrastination is action. Also remember the seven daily sins show that we did. Sloth, I believe, was one of them, which is the same as just um, delay. You're just kind of doing nothing. And I'm going to talk about that as I close. But assess your progress as you set an action plan in place with your journals or your calendars and assessing your time, taking inventory, making some changes in your life, welcoming the discomfort of growing pains. Regularly assess what's going on in your life. Regularly assess your progress so that you know, hey, I got a few growing pains, as I remind you, Brandon going through that time. But once he realized, man, this growing pain means I'm growing. I'm going to be tall. I'm going to be a man. I'm going to be tall. You know? Once he figured that out, he used to come and say, Mama, my knees are hurting. Do I look a little taller? So when you start to feel discomfort about the change, think, hey, I'm growing. I've taken off that Band-Aid over my gunshot wound, and it's healing. Think about that. And hopefully what that will do is generate fire or give you a, motivate you to continue to look for and welcome the growing pains so that you will continue to endure rather than stop and go back to routine. So we often we often look at other people and we think, wow, what is it that they have that makes that, that help them to become successful people? And I think we often think, oh, they're more motivated than I am. They had more help. Maybe true. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. But I think it's one thing that we miss and we don't we don't focus on enough is our habits. Our habits. If I have a habit of going to work, coming home, watching TV three, four hours, eating, and going to bed, 
what do I need to expect in five years? Uh, maybe a bigger TV to watch on. Um, I don't know. What else? So what are you doing? Your habits, as I said earlier, you sow a thought, you reap an action. Your action becomes your habits. Your habits become who you are, your character. Your character, what do you do? What do you think about? Where do you go? And if you start to take some time and think about those things, I bet you will figure out where you will be in five years. Now, whether it's where you say you want to be or not, but if you check those things out, you can about determine where you will be. If nothing changes, if you decide to do nothing about those things, then where will you be? Where will you be? But as I mentioned, the seven daily sins, it was slow. Sloth was one of them. And sloth just basically means laziness, idleness, inactivity. Those are words that mean the same as sloth. Now, me personally, I don't hear a lot of people talking about um, people that waste time being fearful people. I think it's one of those kind of uh, buried things that fear plays a very big role in and lack of faith um, in keeping us idle or or inactive. Because if my, again, this is just Tammy, if we really, and I'm talking to myself, if we really, really, really believed in our purpose, our passion, our dreams, if we really believed in those things, and on top of that, we really believed in God, if we really believed that God God's word does not return void. If we really believe when he says, I'll give you the desires of your heart, that I will order your steps. If we really believe that, let me go one step further and I'm coming to a close. Remember what I said thus far. If you believed in you, if you believe in God, and if you knew you were doing what God instructed you to do, not perfect people, but people who desire to be pleasing and to bring glory to him daily, people who are waking up thinking, what can I take off of this cross today? It says, pick up your cross and follow me daily. What that says to me Pick up your cross with all your mess on it, and let's go get it off. When you go back in tonight, you're going to have something off that cross. You're going to give up some part of Tammy, and you're going to let me replace it with a part of me. And then your desires will become in line with my desires. Then I can order yourself then I can show you when to go, show you when to stop. You can hear my voice over your voice. Just as I said when I I couldn't even get out of my, my mouth that I'm sick of my hair, 
I got to, I'm sick. And God, really? you sick of hair? Because, you know, there's some people that have lost their hair. They have cancer. They've lost their lives and would do anything to be able to feel this hot day and be sick of their hair. So how dare I, and this was just a few days ago, be sick of my hair. The thing that God says is my covering. His word says that. I'm sick of it, really? How about thank you, Lord? Thank you that I'm 45 and I still have a head full of hair. Thank you, Lord, that I'm hot. I can feel hot. Thank you, Lord, that I'm not in the hospital and I have time to to be out. And thank you that I know it's hot outside. Thank you, Lord. I even, I'm driving in my car and I could turn the air on. And I don't have to be hot and complain. Thank you, Lord. It says in everything, give thanks. And so when I started out telling you about thoughts, and, and how if you monitor and capture those thoughts, it will change your life. And I'm not telling you that because I heard that. I'm telling you that because I'm finally practicing that. And boy, do I get to see some thoughts that make me sick of myself, just like sick of your hair, really? So think about all you've heard tonight. Change your life. Life is valuable. How you spend your time, how you waste your time, how you value your time. Take inventory. Take inventory. Don't let money, fame guide you through this world. Don't let trying to be the next big something in somebody to this world because they come and they go every day. And if that was it, we'd have a lot less issues. You look at the stars today. I cannot say that enough. Y'all should be tired of me saying that. But if money, if fame, if good looks was the answer, then they would be much happier people. And I said they meaning the people in the light. Those people who claim to have made it, but basically all they did is not all of them, they sold their soul to the devil. They're saying, I don't need God. This money pacifies me. And when it can't, I go buy something that lifts my spirit up. So, do something today that complements or validates where you want to end up. But you got to know where that will be. I remember hearing, um, and I don't know which athlete said this, that, you know, someone had said, man, if they paid me what they paid you, I would work out every day as well. But what... What that means is you don't realize that before this person was being paid, they worked out. So it, we don't you don't get the CEO job and then train for it. You don't get the CEO job and then go back to college while you got the CEO job to train for it. If you do, you you got to be um, you in the family. You, they just bought you in because they you own the company. You get a piece of it anyway. It don't matter. And I say that to say, you got to prepare yourself 
for where you want to end up. Because once you get there, to much is given, much is expected. So once you get it, you got to be ready to roll. You got to be ready to go. You don't have time to sit down and say, well, how do I do this? How do I do this? What do I do now? It's like the people who, I remember seeing a study, and I'm going to close, I promise y'all, but I'm on a roll tonight. Um, I saw a study where they gave a homeless man a million dollars. A million dollars. And... He was so accustomed to sleeping on the ground, the floor, until he couldn't sleep in a bed. His mind was trained to be comfortable. He had bought into his condition. No matter how his life had changed, he was still in his condition. He was still who he saw he was. He was still the homeless man with a million dollars. So guess what? The money didn't last. Because he didn't take time to equip himself and go through those growing pains and those challenges. He didn't take time to be able to utilize and maximize his blessing, his gift. And some of us, I heard this, I believe, Sunday at church. Some of us, God's got your blessing right there. Right there. He can give it to you because you don't know how to maximize your time. You don't know how to utilize what he has given you. You don't know how to be content and thankful and work towards getting to the next step. Because once he gives it to you, it's much more work to be done. There's not many working to be pleasing and to glorify the kingdom of God. So the the, the very few that he has, he's really got to use. And what I think is happening from that, the very few that are, are ready and able and available, he's going to bless beyond measures. He's going to equip beyond measures. Those, those people who are looking out for these kids who God holds so dearly, the word tells us to lead a child astray is like no, I mean, we, I don't know exactly how it says, but it, it, it goes like to lead a child astray. God hates that. So you better be value, just you better value the time that the Creator has given you. TV is not that important. The club. Do we have to be open Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the club? Really? But you can't find a church, Harley, that has Bible study and prayer going on. You can't find a church that has a genuine and a true children's ministry going on that could have helped possibly somebody like Michael Jones, that could have helped the little sixth grader who killed herself that we don't hear about here. So what are you doing with your time? What are you doing with your time? I'm going to end it there, and I want to remind you all that time is valuable. 
time. They say the mind is a terrible thing to waste. Time is a terrible thing to waste. Remember, your thoughts are valuable. They lead to your destiny, your future. And if you sow a thought, you reap an action. And I won't finish it. I want want to just say, look at your actions. What are you doing? Create good habits. Work to create those good habits. I'm going to end there, but before I want to just make sure I check the chat line and the phone line. Um, Let's get here. Yes, faith and not fear is what T is telling us in the chat line. Got to have faith. Faith changes things. If you have faith, I mean, really, really. T, no, I tell I tell the 901 butterflies, Michelle Obama ain't got nothing on Tammy Gator Miller. Sasha and Malia has nothing on me. And they wanted, they asked me, why do you say, why did you say that? I said, because my creator, my daddy, is their daddy's daddy. So, so, really, why? Really. We should work off that faith. We should feel blessed and highly favored. But could it be you don't because obedience is not in your vocabulary? Could it be you're so comfortable with, and I'm getting going here, your watered-down, um, your watered-down uh, Sunday sermons that keep you in your mess, that let you be okay with not growing? not changing. Could it be that that's what you want because that's what's going on in your house? Because as I said earlier, we get so caught up in thinking and saying and talking about what the world is not doing, but if you're a church, and I'm going to say ain't praying and have Bible study, you can't talk about what your church ain't doing if you won't do it in your house. If you're not praying and going to God every day in your house, in your own personal fellowship time with the Lord, then how can you talk about what your church is not doing? I personally feel like we are accepting what the church is doing because we want to keep doing what we want to do. So you keep wasting your time, and you're going to get what the world wants you to have. Many of us use God as 911 call. But remember, there have been a number of 911 calls that have been made and they have to put you on hold. I'm not saying God will do that. But what I am saying, when things start happening as they are, because people are not paying attention to all this stuff that's going on, but when things start to happen, if you don't know, that you know that you know whose child you are and who has you in the palm of his hand and who will never leave and forsake. If you don't know that without a doubt, you will not be able to endure what is to come. 
So while you're spending time, wasting time with reality shows, club hopping, club popping, worrying about Miley Styri and what she's doing and what she's not doing, while you're doing that, you might better rethink it and reevaluate and take inventory of your time. Because I can say this, it does not, it's not saying that it cannot happen instantly, but you don't get over your stuff and come to a point where you have true faith and that you know that you know that you know who God is. Some of us might know, but it's one thing to know it in your mind and to experience it is totally different. It's totally different. That helps your faith grow. That helps you even more want to walk in obedience and value the time that God has given. So I am going to end there. We have we have gone two hours. Wow, I have three minutes left. So that being said, I want to thank you guys for hanging in with me tonight. I pray that... Um, that somebody out there is so blessed from this that they never feel okay and comfortable with wasting a second of time. A second. I know it, it, it has helped me. Today has been a very productive, productive day, and I'm thankful for that. So if nothing else, uh, I guess it can't be anything else because we only have two minutes, um, I'm going to play one of my favorite songs as I take you out. Um, stay with me. I have some exciting news, and I'm, I guess I'm going to try to get all of it out next Monday. Um, have a, a great topic coming very soon that I think is just going to be, again, so controversial but so needed uh, for this world today. So just kind of stay tuned. Um, stay plugged in. Tell someone, tell someone, tell someone about Butterfly Evolution. If they cannot listen on Monday nights, they can listen to archive shows. Remember, it's online um, and it's on iTunes. I'm working to get the show linked on the website. Remember, the website is up. You can send me a message from there. That's butterflyevolution.org, O-R-G, so butterflyevolution.org. Uh, remember the Gandhi King Conference, uh, for those of you who are in Memphis. So hopefully your children can come. And, and if nothing else, if you don't find the time to invest in yourself, please, 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 parents, mothers, fathers, do it for your children. Give some time to your children. You, you have no idea how a simple conversation, five minutes at a time, will make your child's day. Three simple words, I love you, how would you make that child's day? And lastly, fathers, men, dads, brothers, uncles, you all have no idea what and how this world will change if you guys will step up and lead. If you will step up and follow God, put God first, and lead. That being said, women, you have no idea what would happen if we let them, if we step back and let God do what he does. 
That being said, value your time. Take inventory. I love you all. This has been a great show. Thank you for those who stuck it in for these two hours. Wow, I say, God is I'm going to put this song on, and I hope it's the right one. Have a good night. Knocking me 